Welcome to Re-Review, where we watch movies from our past with a perspective from today. Your hosts are Matt, Bobby, and Austin, and we love the films from our youth, so we're taking a look back to see if they still hold up. On this episode, we're discussing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was released in 1990 and directed by Steve Barron. It stars Judith Hogue, Elias Codius, and Josh Pace. This is our introduction to our Heroes in a Half Shell. Now, this is a fair warning. We're spoiling a 33-year-old movie, so if you haven't seen it, we will be revealing key plot points. I think before we even get into the film, I'll start with, these cartoons meant a lot to me. <laughs> so when a live-action version of Turtles was coming out, this was this was such a huge deal. And I remember me and my cousin and and the excitement we had for seeing a Ninja Turtle movies was, was absolutely through the friggin' roof. Um, and I could probably tell you... I probably watched it several times as a kid and i don't know that i've seen it since then this is my first watch in a very 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 long time mm-hmm. um thinking of that that way back machine you know bobby what what was your you know inclination back when when you were a kid and wanting to see this movie oh yeah i loved this movie when i was a kid I absolutely loved it and i had that history of loving the tv show myself too in fact i can sing the theme song right now but i won't subject you to that torture i don't understand how you say that out loud and we don't demand it immediately from you (laughs) okay we're gonna have to record it separately and it'll be like a side thing for the people who pay us money for this podcast (laughs) do we have that yet no they're gonna have to pay a lot (laughs) i'm not gonna submit you to that torture but no i i love the i love the the tv show Uh, i love the movie and i think i watched it a whole bunch of times when i was a kid i think I stayed the summer at my grandma's house and my grandma was like, Hey, what do you want to do today? I'm like, let's go watch the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. And she's like, yeah, all right. Next day. Hey, what do you want to do today? Let's go watch Mutant Ninja Turtle. She's like, yeah, all right. My poor grandma was totally tortured, but I loved every minute of it. Your grandma sounds amazing. That's fantastic that she was able to be like, let's I'll take my grandkid to this over and over and over again. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved it. Uh, Matt, what about you? Yeah, I, I watched this as a kid. I was, I think it was in Germany at the time. So we usually got stuff a little bit later than what came out in the U S. So like, I think I got the movie and the TV show around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I definitely watched it there. Um, but I, the thing I, I, I think that, that I gravitate the most memory wise is owning it on VHS and wearing it out. Cause like, I distinctly remember sure. the VHS. It was like, it was like a black VHS. It was a cardboard cover. So you slid it out from the bottom I and think it was I had all, the same thing too. It yeah. was all black with big Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles font on it with like it was black font with green glow and it had the Ninja Turtles on the front and like I just this this was back in the day whenever they'd have a movie like this they would put Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie Transformers <laughs> yeah. the movie back then. Yeah. And so I remember like I the the edges of that that carton were like worn out. I watched it so much. And then the the first thing I ever drew, like really drew was Ninja Turtles as a kid. Mm, like same. Yeah. If, if you went into thing, like yeah. my grandparents like house or whatever, there were Ninja Turtle drawings all over the place. They were relatively easy to draw because they were just kind of like the dome head then the mask and then like the simple shapes for the mouth and the nose and they were all the same. So yeah, they were that- really fun to draw. It wouldn't be hard. I mean, if I said draw Ninja Turtle, I think even if you've never drawn a Ninja Turtle before, as long as you've seen it in some form, you can mm-hmm. probably draw it pretty well from memory. And most people would be like, yeah, right. it's a Ninja Turtle. It's one of these things where, as you know, hearing both of you talk about it, it 
it's probably akin to, you know, the kids who are at the right time for Pokemon to be their thing. Or I don't know. I have no idea what the kids are doing today. It it it, it was so infectious, I'll say, to the point where we have a theme that goes throughout this movie. And, and we knew that the, the turtles like pizza, right? But I'd swear to you, I felt like I forced my family to single-handedly lift up Little Caesars. <laughs> because we order pizza all the time. And I knew half the time it was like, because I want to eat like the turtles do. Uh-huh. Probably not healthy, but it was definitely a uh, definitely a thing that I wanted to do. You know, we get into the film and I because I, I didn't remember, you know, I was thinking, oh, we'd see their origin story first, but we get to meet them, you know, pretty early on here and see them in action. Um, that introduction, did you did you like the way that they they take the turtles and kind of present them to you to begin with? It was very, I mean, it's one of the things that I think a lot of people forget about. And even us talking about it is we're talking about the movie and the cartoon, but the comic book came first. Mm-hmm. The, these were superhero characters, no different than Batman, Daredevil, you know, any of those comic book characters. So it very much was a, you know, a Batman-esque type intro, right? You get crime committed, um, which I, obviously begins kind of with the mon- like the, the opening monologue, right, from April O'Neil. And you get this random crime speed because for some odd reason ninjas need to steal tvs i guess and then you get the introduction to the turtles themselves in uh what's what's the term whenever it's like whenever it's like blacked out so like for a solid like what 10 seconds it was just a black screen for us but you hear oh, yeah, yeah. all the sound effects in the background right. so you see them but you still don't really see them until you actually get to the sewer really you see part of Raphael, but you still don't really see um the turtles yet so it very much was kind of that comic book type, you know, introduction to the characters. It's kind of like the whole Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man thing where it's a very like New York story. Like Spider-Man wouldn't really work like anywhere but New York City where he can swing from high building and maybe Ninja Turtles wouldn't really work so well in a place that didn't have like an underground layer of subways and sewers and stuff. Sure seems like it smells. <laughs> well, I mean, according to this movie, they didn't really need to use the sewers to get around. They could have just walked around in trench coats. Right. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> well, a couple of things I think we could get into there. So first, let's let's give kudos because I I, I don't know. For, again, for 1990, and I, at the end, I said I don't know that I fully realized this that this is all Jim Henson, and I honestly think the costumes look great. I think everything looked really really good, especially when we look at what the the stunt people were doing working in those costumes and the sure, actions they were yeah. taking was very impressive. It definitely right. um it was like it's weird because like I thought it was going to bother me more than it did because I mean you very much could see the seams and everything. You could see the occasional piece of skin poke through like the connection between the neck and the head and mm-hmm. the eye slits and the the freaky open your mouth and there's another mouth in there <laughs> moments <laughs> or whatever. Like the, these things that occur, like I thought it was going to take me out of it. And to be honest, like I was, I was all in, like, even though it, you know, could have been better, like comparatively speaking. Cause I mean, obviously this, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have, you know, things like, you know, labyrinth and, you know, this wealth of, you know, history for Jim Henson, like it never took me out of it. It never bothered me that much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I was willing to give it some space too. And I liked how the movie actually did it also, you know, like there was some really funny moments where there was the two guys in the cab when the like turtle walked by and they're like, what was that? And he's like, 
oh, it looked like a giant turtle in a trench coat. You know, like it was it was kind of like the funny cliche how like the New Yorkers are just so into doing their own thing that they don't care like whatever happens, whether there's a giant rat walking by or like a giant turtle eating pizza. Like it doesn't matter in New York, like because just weird things happen there anyway. I mean, he he hit Raphael at that point. That's what made it even <laughs> even better. And I think that was, you know, he was coming out of the movie theater and I was just like, I don't understand this world where people are not noticing this giant turtle in a trench coat. But it was, I mean, it it's was like, perfect it, that they didn't. It's like Coneheads, right? They're from France, you know? Yes. And that, that's yes, all yes, you need yes. to know, right? Like. <laughs> You know, we we go through. We met April. We we meet the children. We see Raphael. We get the attitude. You know, we we see what's happening there because he he had to leave because he you know has got to be the angsty, angry one of the group. And um, you know, he stops someone from stealing a purse and gets the purse back and gets into a battle. And then we meet Casey Jones. How did y'all feel about Casey? You know, I'll, I'll say in the in the way back because I'll tell you like. I was so focused on the turtles. I was like, why is there so much like time spent on Casey Jones? <laughs> no, I liked Casey Jones when I was a kid. I thought he was cool. He kind of reminded me of like, I don't know, like a low rank kind of Batman type. Like he was, <laughs> he's like this masked vigilante type. Clearly like he's like Batman before he gets his suit. <laughs> I, you know, it's funny. Cause before we watched this, I thought that, he would be what's the what's the modern term to use for him? Problematic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah, right. uh-huh. he, yeah. Like he was, he, yeah. like I kind of felt like you know he was going to be. Uh, there was going to be some stuff said in the movie that I'd be like, oh, that probably wouldn't fly in. But right. I don't feel like it never. I, I think the note that I wrote down is that Casey Jones is kind of fun. You know, he's, you know, he's enjoyable enough, and he, like, he gets to that edge of kind of being too much. A little bit sometimes like he kind of gets into that i don't know i i imagine he's from jersey like i don't know if they actually acknowledge it but it kind of feels like he probably was he had he had to be the love story guy too didn't he yeah they didn't want to do the howard the duck again right they didn't want to get too far into the animal the turtles were very interested in april (laughs) And I was happy that they weren't all jealous at the end. I was happy that they're like, yeah, go Casey. Even though they were very, very fond of April. They're not yes. like, wait, who's this guy coming in all of a sudden? What's going on here? We had this. I, I, I will do the sports throwback. What's up with the Jose Canseco hate? <laughs> the Mark McGuire reference costs too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic i mean we go through we understand that there's the big bad foot clan and um they're doing a lot of thieving of stuff that i guess a criminal conglomerate wants just like merchandise did they didn't ever really touch on that really like what 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 the master plan was behind like i assume it's what was funding everything but like they didn't really like show that even if it was like just a little small clip of them pawning off all the shit or something right just just to make some money to finance everything i was picturing them like having some kind of like ebay kind of system like okay (laughs) like here how are we let's sell this thing that you know like it's it's just logistically weird to think about Mm mm-hmm but as like an evil conglomerate, if you're the leader said evil empires, your goal just to like recruit the kids and give them a place to hang out and smoke cigarettes and skate their skateboards while somehow 
maybe training them to turn into foot soldiers. It was like the Joker. Like he just wanted to breed chaos, right? He just wanted to like make everybody unhappy in New York. But really the next step for all those kids was to eventually become foot soldiers, right? Yeah. But I mean, it had to lead somewhere. I feel like that's one thing that I, that they didn't really touch on that. I think a modern version of this probably would is that all this had some master plan to, I don't destabilize New York. Cause like if, you know, if I think about this in terms of, and I don't know why, but I was very much thinking of the Netflix daredevil show as I was watching this. Um, because you know, they do have like the hand and everything else like Bobby yes, mentioned before. There are a lot of similarities. Um, I think that, you know, I could very much see that they were using this as a way to, you know, increase crime, uh, you know, corrupt the youth, right? Like slowly yeah. corrupt all the, the youth in the process, just a way to basically, you know, throw New York into chaos so that they could, you know, shadow government, you know, New York essentially, but they didn't mm-hmm. really touch on that. And I, part of me is glad they didn't because I feel like that might've been a little bit too deep for this movie. Yeah. Like, I think it might've messed up the pacing of it. Cause it very much was just very go with the flow. I mean, the fact that we didn't even, you know, shredder isn't introduced until what 30 minutes into this or something like that. Like, Right. You don't, and again, they don't meet face to face until like the very there's end. There's only 15 minutes left in the movie. Very much so. So, I mean, I think that that probably would have bogged down the movie a little bit too much and the the deeper meaning of the whole thing. So, and does that come from a focus like they knew they were trying to make this for kids? Probably. May I don't know. Maybe it's self awareness. I mean, just like the whole hit the hit Raphael with the car and make a comment about it. Maybe it was trying to get ahead of the controversy that i think ninja turtles had during that time period anyways from the cartoon which mm-hmm. was the idea of you know kids seeing violent actions and emulating them i mean i i played ninja turtles as a kid i had mm-hmm. all the toys i had the mask i wore it i had you know the plastic katanas and all that so mm-hmm. you know i can't say that it didn't make me want to go do cartwheels and front flips and stuff and fight my friends with plastic weapons Mm-hmm. So maybe they're just getting ahead of it, you know, very much saying, okay, well, this is being a good ninja. This is being a bad ninja. You don't want to yeah. be a bad ninja. <laughs> I mean, I guess I have to ask now, did you have a favorite uh, uh, Ninja Turtles toy? And I'm only asking because you made me think of mine, which was uh, I had a, uh, like a detective Donatello. In his oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, it was the transforming turtle. So you opened up the chest and it converted from a Ninja Turtle to a classic turtle. Oh, so like you'd move the legs around. And so like it would, it, it was kind of freaky when you look at it because the proportions <laughs> like were kind of so weird, fancy. but it was a transforming turtle. And like, I absolutely, I would transform that thing all the time. I can't remember which one it was now. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite was always Raphael, but I don't know if I had that because sometimes like power Rangers, there'd be more red Ranger stuff than you'd get like blue mm-hmm. Ranger stuff. Right. So you didn't always get your favorite when it came to merchandising. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bobby, you have a toy. I'm pretty sure I had some of the vehicles. Like I think I had the the um the news van and for some reason I feel like I have in my memory that I had a blimp. Oh my god. If you had the blimp, I would have been the most jealous. <laughs> that was that was the toy that I always wanted as a kid. And cuz I again I was in Germany so like we we got stuff a little bit later than everyone else and it was like the blimp and like the GI Joe jet and like little like boat thing or whatever that they had back then. It was like, that was the go-to. Cause like it was actually an inflatable like balloon, vinyl balloon. Yeah. yeah I had the blimp. I don't <sighs> even remember like a blimp in the show. I just remember <laughs> ba- very vague memories of owning a blimp. I don't know why. 
So this is going to be, I, I don't want you to take this person, but this is inner Matt from when he was a little kid. <laughs> like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not jealousy. It's not jealousy. Okay. We'll move on from the toys. Let's get back to the movie. Damn you, Bobby. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we'll talk about the characters and kind of, I mean, the thing that I like, there's a lot of beats and there's a lot of gags, right? There's just ton, tons of gags that happen throughout the entire thing. Um, as they're fighting, the comments they're making, kind of just toying with, uh, that's funny, toying with, um, just everything that they're doing in a way that was, I don't know, it, it, it felt just right for how to present, you know, action for a kid's film. Like nothing felt too over the top, but it was a lot of fun. And it played to me into, they really try to play into each of the characters, each of the turtles in their own way, while they still kind of work together as a cohesive unit to do all their fighting. Yeah, definitely. I think that, I think it was one of my notes I wrote down was that they, they made sure to keep all the personalities fairly distinct from each other. Um, they made sure to play into uh, the family aspect of the characters. You very much got the fact that it was between the four turtles being brothers and uh, Splinter being a father figure. Like mm-hmm. it never, like it always, it always worked well in that sense. Like you got like the inner squabbles between, you know, Leonardo and Raphael or whatever. Um, you got, you know, Splinter very much uh, talking to Raphael to be like, Hey, you know, you are a little bit different than your brothers in the way that you see and do things you know, and that's fine. And so I, I think they did a good job playing into that. And I think that also translated into how action scenes played out, how mm-hmm. I don't think that there was ever a time uh, in any of the battles. Cause there is the, to me, there was the three main battles. There was the initial fight. There was the, uh, the fight in April's uh, apartment. Store. And then mm-hmm. there was the one in the sewer that was towards the main thing And all the fights, even the fight with shredder at the end felt fun. Mm-hmm. It was never too serious, mm-hmm. even when it was serious. Sure. I did like the the shell crashing, and then they tied it into symbols crashing, and then they did more mm-hmm. shell crashing. <laughs> um, was there a Bobby? Was there a gag that stuck out to you? One of those moments? I really liked how the turtle like sucked his head into a shell. No, oh, yeah, that was a good one. And then he goes, "I love being a turtle," because I pictured like the production of it. Like, I wonder if they had like a stand-in like puppet for that one. Like where they could have puppets do various other things. Cause I picture like logistically like them having like multiple different turtles that can do like different things, like lighter turtles that can jump and Mm -hmm. like stunt turtles that can do various other things. And so I kind of liked the artistry of that kind of stuff. And I thought like that turtle stuff was fun. I think we also, I, I felt like I need to ask this because I heard a word that I have not heard in forever. And I'm wondering <laughs> if you used any of the vernacular that they used. Um, in particular for me, what stood out was radical. And I felt like I said rad and radical all the time. And, and I, I do not remember the last time I said that's rad, <laughs> but it still <laughs> makes perfect sense. But, they, you know, we got up, they said spaz awesome bossa nova we heard a bitchin which i definitely think as a kid there was the words i was like i can't believe they said that in a movie i think we heard talacious a totally tubular and of course the epic cowabunga did anything did you use any of these as a kid Mm, probably yeah i don't probably I, i don't know if it would have been like did i use these naturally like they were just part of my vocabulary at the time probably not i think that it would have probably just been a reference to movies like this just like 
Like in no situation would have I have ever used the phrase hasta la vista baby before T2. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that applies to some of this too. I think that this plus the cartoon show very much, like I think probably taught me some of those things, but mm-hmm. and it sounds terrible. I feel like if I would have used it in a school environment that wasn't around people also playing Ninja Turtles, I probably would have got beat up. So... <laughs> I think we could make Cow- Ninja vanish. We could make Cowabunga come back. It would be amazing if the world started <laughs> saying Cowabunga again. It would be a better world if we did that. My thing is always: Would pizza be as big? Uh, would it would have been a diminished market if Ninja Turtles didn't exist? <laughs> Probably help Domino's after this for like a little bit because I'm sure they because I remember on the again going back to VHS they had a promotion with Pizza Hut at the time. Mm-hmm. You could get like a free pizza. And I remember at one point, one of them had like a turtle shaped pizza. So like, oh. they very, like, I mean, we brought it up like they they probably got so much money from all the product mm-hmm. placement. Like, like no, no wonder Michael Bay got into doing these movies later on. He's like, yo, they, 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 they beat me to the punch back in the nineties. <laughs> all this product mm-hmm. placement. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're clearly tapping into all the nostalgia that this particular film is giving us. If we look at the movie, How'd you feel about April O'Neil? How'd you how'd you feel about the people playing the characters? We know we like Casey. I and I mean, so watching this movie just reminded me again that it's a superhero movie because I feel like the main female lead is almost always a reporter of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like either it's because of the the archetype created by Superman back in like, you know, you know, the early days of comic books. And so that just became the go-to, the Vicky Vales and all that, right. you know. It's also like convenience where they need to be like located near a crime kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I feel like it very much was there for that purpose of driving some of the story. Because some of the story did drive from her her connection to everything. I think that I enjoyed this version of April more than I enjoyed the remake from with Michael Bay or whatever. Um, I felt more like she actually was a reporter. She had kind of had that tenacity of a reporter, especially from the time period that I could mm-hmm. kind of see. It definitely is like this heyday of like the concept of an investigative reporter. I don't know mm-hmm. if you'd ever really see that. Nowadays, it'd probably be like someone on Vice on YouTube or something like that would be doing yeah. what she was doing. Sure. I don't think I don't think Channel 5 would probably be at that level of commitment for a reporter, you know, to be doing. But I think she was fine. I think that... They did stuff with her character. I think that they definitely kind of like Casey Jones, like whatever character development could have been there wasn't necessarily present for the human characters as much as the turtles, which it's their movie. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bobby, you meet the turtles for the first time. Do you, uh, maybe you freak out, but are you quickly accepting them into your world and not telling anyone else because you're an investigative reporter? I mean, I was like waiting for the story to come right, out. I right. met walking, talking turtles. Right. She's like, no, we're actually going to be friends. Right. I mean, like I, I, I do like the way they did that. I mean, basically like you kind of had to have the freak out moment, but I liked how it wasn't, you know, maybe to mention another movie we just watched, like like a Temple of Doom type of thing. You know, it could have gone that way, where she's just screaming the entire time about everything that moves. But mm-hmm. I like how she, she kind of, like, you know, became friends with them very quickly. And I feel like that's the way I would want to be, because, I mean, they're really non-threatening. They're like, hey, let's get some pizza. Let's have fun. You know, check this out. You know, and so... Mm-hmm. They seem to be oblivious to the whole 
fact that everything's really crazy and they're like hey don't worry we're just turtles here having fun and so they could also fight right (laughs) one of the things that i did like and i'm sure it's because it looked even more vhs-y something about the memory moments the initial like the turtles getting in the ooze and then when we also get the flashback to um shredder killing master yoshi um it was like really diminished in quality, but like ethereal. Yeah, the look of them was kind of like to me. It like mimicked the like super old like Japanese or Chinese movies that were maybe shot or or like or like duped in eight millimeter or like sixteen millimeter or something. It totally looked like a like an eight millimeter kind of situation where it's like a quarter of the quality, and there's just so much more film grain that it's almost like out of focus looking. But for sure, mm-hmm. like had a very like flashbacky type look without doing like you know the whole like tv like waves or whatever the, blah, 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 the wayne's world mm-hmm. thing <laughs> it could have been that though i guess <laughs> that would have worked for me as well but i did i really really liked the way they did it um i also enjoyed the april o'neill's art transition to the turtles like that that mm-hmm. was always something that i, I loved watching a uh, matt because i think there was a very distinct reaction he had tell us how you felt about Raphael in the bathtub <laughs> that caught me <laughs> off guard that caught me <laughs> off guard so much like i don't because like it was i it was almost i hope it was intentional to be honest <laughs> the setup for it because it very much like it was a very somber moment it's like how's raf it's like oh leo leo's not leaving his side right like because that was like the transition moment right like you had a sketch of leonardo like he hasn't left his side the entire time like a very somber setup and then it cuts to him halfway in a tub like on his side <laughs> sticking out <laughs> he, like, he totally looked dead though <laughs> he looks so dead. It's not great. <laughs> and she comes in and starts pouring water over him, and it's just like, well, all right, it makes sense. The only way it could be worse is they would have cut, cut, you know, from Leonardo, and literally, like, it would just had like his head in like a toilet or something like that, <laughs> just getting hydrated with the water. It, I, we had like what a good like three minute laugh just from yes. It, it, I, I hope it was a hundred percent intentional to be hilarious because it freaking was. <laughs> I don't know that I laughed at it as much as a kid or that I even thought of it from a laughing standpoint. I think the other thing that I picked up on was the uh, when Casey's rescuing Splinter and just the pause and like the back and forth. You see like his mind working of, wait a second, this is a gigantic rat. And then just accepting it. He's like, all right. That, yeah, I... You know, it plays into the fact that I think that all of them kind of came to terms with it pretty quickly. But his reaction, mm-hmm. I think... I think I actually wrote down like, you know... Again, Casey Jones is a fun character and it's it's mm-hmm, it's yeah. a Casey Jones reaction. That's no matter what level of movie I'm watching, I feel like when an actor understands their character, right, to the point where they can they can include head motion, shrugs, I like those things that I doubt that that was in the script. I would love to read the script just to see, but I doubt that moment was in the mm-hmm. script. Mm-hmm. It was such a Casey Jones moment that I was like you know, great tale eyes. He did an amazing job, you know, becoming that character. Like that was a Casey Jones moment through and through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he had really great reactions with his eyes. Like you said, like, I, I, I think he's, he's a really good actor. And I think this movie got really lucky to have him because I think like, had he have been like, you know, more established, he might not have wanted to do a movie like this. So it really helped out that, 
they got a really good actor who seemed to be like kind of on the upswing of their career, basically. I'm not going to lie. It did kind of throw me off for a little bit looking at him because I'm used to Elias with the, the, the bald yeah, the spot bald, or whatever. Yeah. Cause I mean, we, we watched fallen and he was it a was, wig. Oh, probably there. There's no yeah. way that's, that's too much luxurious hair for one man. To, <laughs> only Fabio had that much hair back then. <laughs> he was much younger. Come on y'all. He might've been, but I don't know. Give him a chance. Well, hey, we'll, we'll get into one of the, I totally got it. <laughs> one other thing that Casey did in a moment, um, Shredder's costume, yay or nay? It was fabulous. I can give it that. It was, uh, that, <laughs> was that, that was, a uh, a sparkly outfit if I've ever seen one. And that cape was yeah. next level. I, you know, it's funny because I, you know, it's very, you know, I think I made a comment that it was very Michael Jackson-y. The way that it was designed, it very much was a jumpsuit. I think it stood out most to me when he was walking towards Splinter, when he was trying to interrogate him or whatever. Yeah. Um, but when he's standing on the roof, he looks so fucking badass. I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> I was really into it, especially with the music and the the that whole scene was just shot beautifully. And like his helmet yeah. is top notch. I'm sorry, that is an amazing. I love helmets. Yeah, the helmet definitely. That helmet out. was amazing. I like how they tried to match the comics and the stuff that was there before. Like I could totally see like some producer nowadays saying, Oh, we can't do that. That's not, you know, and like completely changing it just for the sake of changing it. And I kind of like that. They kept it the same. Yeah. Basically. Or tied it as much as they can. Yeah. I mean, so if we look, if we look at that final battle, um, having splinter kind of come in at the end he does his own little disappearing act and and has his little battle off we get shredder taking off his mask to see the damage that the rat had done to him and he's gonna <laughs> he undo remembers this. the rat yeah and, and we get the other casey moment shredder falls into a dump truck i was kind of surprised like, I, I thought that <laughs> I thought they were going to have the cliche, like, you know, like Splinter tries to help him up or whatever, and then he falls. But no, like Splinter was just like, yeah, time for you to die now. Yeah, I, I think that was one of the things that I wrote down was like, you know, it's it's interesting because I think that in any other movie, I think you would have had the turtles kind of be the ones to defeat Shredder. Mm-hmm. But they they, you know, very much, you know, let Splinter have his moment, his, you know, his revenge. But it still wasn't, he, you know, he didn't let go because he was going to let go. He had to let go because the knife was thrown. So there was at least the concept that, you know, he, you know, didn't necessarily wasn't doing it in cold blood, but his setup with the whole, like, you're going to die without honor definitely meant that he wasn't heartbroken about it Mm -hmm. either. It was very much like the Batman begins, like, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you type moment. Mm -hmm. And then, yes. The again, brilliantly done Casey Jones moment of oops was just so well done. And yes, he and granted, we didn't have the sequel yet, so we didn't know it. But for the most for all we knew at the time, just murdered this dude. I think this is, I I always had an irrational fear of ending up in a dump truck and getting squashed. And it's probably because of this movie as a kid. It definitely is because of this movie. I mean, the um. I think we'll save this for later. We'll just do a quick yay or nay, Bobby. Uh, practical effects in Jim Henson puppetry? Yay. Yay or nay? Yay, 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 Matt? yay, 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 yay. <laughs> I definitely think that the... I, if, 
Compared to what we got later on with the CGI, I think I'd much Shh, rather have We'll get these. into it into the other movies. <laughs> I was just looking for the yay and nay. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to do a lot of callbacks yeah, yeah, to what yeah, we yeah, saw yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I, I would much rather see a 2020s version of practical costumes over what inevitably they would probably do in modern mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's time to, uh, to ask the question of questions. Bobby, you, you're recommending Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, watch it. It's amazing. You're going to love it if you're a Jim Henson fan or if you just like cowabunga, radical type stuff. What if you like turtles? Yeah. I and like if turtles. Like, if, you like, if you like rats. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie, tell people if to you like hockey. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you like, like industrial-sized cheese graters. that are also ninjas um yeah i think that the one good thing about ninja turtles is it's actually you know held up you know the test of time you know it's you know i think that there are kids now that know ninja turtles just much i think they can watch this movie and enjoy it just as much as us who grew up with it yeah there's some 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 dated aspects of it the music the music but you know it, it was good i actually enjoyed some of it i think that like a lot of it really played really well into it it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it probably could have been. I think that, you know, if you've seen the movie, it's worth watching again. Um, I was worried going into this, to be honest, yeah. that I, I was going to sit here and be like, oh, it's dragging. All the all the puns are too bad. The acting's so stiff or the costumes are so distracting. But I enjoyed it. I think that it was a fun movie. I think that it's something that you can watch with children. Don't worry. If you're a good parent, they're not going to stab each other's eyes out with plastic swords. <laughs> Just enjoy the movie, have fun, maybe be a bit more selective about follow-up Ninja Turtle movies after this. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the sheer idea that the kids would commit violence as a result. I mean, that was a fun thing. You'd watch these types of movies and go out and play turtles with your friends and try to kick each other, hopefully not too hard. Um, I definitely was apprehensive coming into this because it has been such a long time. I figured a movie made for kids, you know, understanding they're they they can hurt at times especially with with the aging of it and i think i've left very very surprised um this is not only one for the popcorn you don't even need the popcorn you can watch it with your kids or even if it's that nostalgia trip you can watch it on your own uh it to me it still holds up very well and, and it's very very entertaining with that said as always thank you for listening and remember some say the path from inner turmoil begins with a friendly ear <laughs> <laughs>